everyone, you're listening to The Breakdown with Daniel Litwin, where we talk to mid-Missouri musicians and dissect one of their tracks in a way that's relevant to artists and listeners alike. On today's episode, we talk with Columbia duo The January Lanterns. From high school to married couple to parents of four, Kristen and Andrew Camp have found passion in their lives through music. We'll break down their song, I'd Rather Hide, getting a vivid picture of marital struggles, coming to terms with oneself, and the importance of loving someone beyond their flaws. Here's a little bit of that song. Don't call me full of adventure, I tricked you. We're back for another episode of The Breakdown, and today we have two wonderful musicians with us today, and I'm really excited to dive into their indie folk style of music. So we have the January Lanterns, and we have part one, which is Andrew. Hi. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good. And then we have part two, which is... Kristen. Hello. Hi, Kristen. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I still can't believe that I ran into y'all by accident. That was the best. Oh, man. Yeah. That was the best. For people listening, uh, basically, (laughs) I was out on a news story, and I was trying to get user comments from people in Columbia, knocked on random doors, and guess who answered the door but the January (laughs) Lanterns, so that was pretty great. Um, But yeah, how are y'all doing today? We are doing great. We are so excited after listening to your podcast, to be here and to be on this podcast, it's really, really fun. So right. we're excited about it. Yep. We've well, been looking excited. forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have y'all on here. So um, I think y'all's story is really interesting as um, a duo. So why don't you just give me the rundown of the January Lanterns? Um, kind yeah. of a hefty question, right? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, where's the beginning? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we, Chris and I met in high school. Um, we were friends for a couple of years in high school, uh, when we were 15. Yep. And we would sing together in talent shows as just friends, mm-hmm. just friends, just yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, we just, I don't know, we started dating and well, I asked her out three times. Yes. Third I had time to say no, you know, I had to play hard to get, right. That's important. <laughs> um, and it builds character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it builds something. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dish. I didn't know that he was for real. Um, but yeah, we, we would sing together all the time. Um, we met in choir class. He would make funny faces at me in the mirror. Um, <laughs> you know, the mirror that everybody can see. And so anyways, it was just a funny kind of fun relationship that we had, but, um, it was obviously something more now, you know, a lot of years later, I think we've been together like 12 years 12 or 13 yeah wow. and um in the beginning of our relationship I don't know music has just always been an integral part and mm-hmm. so that's come in different areas of our lives um you know we've been in and out of different places but music mm-hmm. has always kind of been that that thing that has held us together the glue yes yeah yes so yeah we had um four kids in four years. And after that, our marriage kind of tanked. And yeah, it sounds dramatic. It it (laughs) sounds dramatic, but it was, it was a big burden on us. Yeah. Difficult. Yeah. Difficult. There was a lot of, you know, 
challenges that came along with that. And So we literally cut out everything in our lives and we went through a lot of transition that year, but we also cut mm-hmm. out everything in our lives and we started getting up before the kids um, to have coffee on our deck every morning. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we started writing songs together. We had tried before, but we would argue every time. So like oh, music man. was great, but like creating was not great for our, for our marriage. Okay. How, why, why do you think there was a struggle there? I think, <clears throat> you know, there was, uh, there was a point in Chris and I's musical, um, you know, past or history where there's a lot of perfection, um, kind of poured out on us and kind of the different musical aspects we were in. We, we played at, you know, we did, we played at a big church for a really long time and there was a lot of, uh, like pretty big expectations and, um, played in front of a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, there was some stress with that and a lot of perfection. And so I think we felt like every single time we sat down to write a song, like this had to be the one, or this had to be the one that people right. were going to like, this is the one that's going to blow up and everyone's, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. And so I think now when we write songs, there's no there's no uh, expectations of being perfect or like, yeah, it's really just enjoyment and like being truthful to each other. And instead of writing for others, we're writing for ourselves. We're writing to each other kind of now. Yeah. Nice. When you had your four kids, did that sort of put, I mean, I'm sure that put music immediately on the back burner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, were you expecting to have four? Like, was that planned or did it just kind of happen and all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh now we have to now we have four kids i wanted 10 andrew wanted one so we found a middle (laughs) ground medium yeah somewhere in the middle there um having them all that quickly was something that we were not expecting though Mm -hmm. um so Yeah. yeah it's kind of one of those things that we look back and we're like that was insane yeah but we didn't feel insane while we were in it. No. I think we did, but we didn't realize. Like looking back now, I'm like, don't, don't do that. I don't think we <laughs> I don't think we understood the implications of like what the fu- like the next few years in the future would actually be. Because Chris so Chris and I got married when we were twenty one and then uh we had our first uh daughter Ray when we were twenty three. I she was six months old at my my college graduation. Wow. <laughs> so like, wow. It was just yeah. like we were not, that was not our timeline, but it's been, kids have been like the biggest blessing. I mean, more than we could have ever imagined. And, and I think they've pushed us musically in a way that we wouldn't have gone before. Yeah. There's, there's more, there's focus. Like yes. anytime, like I think before kids, I would be like, okay, I'm going to take the next like half a day or day to write one song. Now it's like, okay, I've got a plan like two weeks ahead, like, I'm going to have this little spot here. Yeah. And, like, you know. Yeah, because now it's like, okay, I have 30 minutes between this and right. this. I literally have to work <laughs> during this period. That's yeah. exactly right. And it makes it makes us focus in a way that's like, I don't know, it's not not like force, but it's also like, I don't know, there's much more direction now. Sometimes having the motivation of a deadline yes. just yeah. gets you in the zone. It's exactly right. Um, and, you know, it's not like a creative deadline where it's like, if I don't finish this today, it's over. You know, it's just right. kind of like you need to push yourself because you know in an hour you have to, you know, take the kids to meet the teacher or whatever, you yeah, know, like, exactly. yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it helped us grow up a lot um, and just have maturity of um, Andrew loved to, I don't know, he was just a really like the typical creative bum that you would expect. <laughs> and I kids. Sh- I wow. shower for like How a week nice. or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, wow. That's great. Hey, yeah. come on. 
to each his own, right? Yeah, to each his own. <laughs> but kids have really helped Andrew to get that focus. He yeah. was kind of all over the place. He wanted to do like a million different projects. And so now we're just kind of streamlining all of that creative ability into one thing. And I think it's brought a lot of joy to our lives to just really bring it home to that one point where we're excited about, we're both excited about it. Yeah. So Andrew had a lot of musical stuff that he was doing on the side that I would come and sing harmonies. This is the yeah. first time that we've really come together as a married couple to work together. Mm-hmm. I um, like that. I was in a metal band. <laughs> metal core. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like he was all over the map. Wow. That's great. So yeah. what a, what a departure, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Okay, well, cool. I mean, I, I love that. I love I love the journey. Let's get into the song itself. Sure. You know, we're we're gonna be breaking down. I'd rather hide. What was the context for it, like in your lives, when you sat down to actually write that? That seems like kind of a monumental moment. You finally came together and decided, okay, we're gonna do this for real. So I don't know. Map out your life at that point. We were going through some really hard things, a really big transition. Andrew um, was changing careers and we had a lot of really hard things like randomly Andrew had a detached retina in his eye, had to have (laughs) surgery and then couldn't get off the couch for two weeks. We also um, had a fatal car accident right in in front of our house that Andrew was the first on the scene for. Um, which still like kind of haunts us to this day. Um, so we woke up in the middle of the night and we heard this horrible crash. And so Andrew ran out and he didn't hesitate um, to go running into danger. I mean, mm-hmm. I was so scared that I couldn't leave our driveway. I called 911, but I couldn't go into the scene. I couldn't, it was like I froze up. Sure. I was paralyzed yeah. with fear. Um, and the next couple months brought a lot of hardship in just that trauma of realizing that um, we had actually known the man who passed away that night. Um, yeah, we knew him from high school. Yeah, it was kind oh, of, wow. But we didn't recognize him that night. But yeah. it was just this really painful experience um, going to the, the funeral and talking with the parents. And um, it was just a really hard time of transition. And then I had like a five month old baby, um, plus two toddlers running around. So it was just a lot of weight on our shoulders. So I wrote the lyrics to the song. It's kind of from my perspective. And then Andrew kind of came in and helped me streamline the the lyrics with all of this tragedy in mind. Um, I would rather hide from the hardship and Andrew ran straight to it. And so that's kind of what the song is about. I always thought I was the really courageous, adventurous one. I would always like yeah. right out here on campus. I would tell him yeah. to climb trees. I'd be like, go, we need to climb a tree. And he'd be like, what? Yeah. No. Kristen's, like, Kristen's been to Mount Everest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> to the base she's, camp of Mount she's, Everest. Wow. She's done some okay. adventures. Yeah. Global. Very global. Yeah. Very global. worldly. One word, global. Yes. <laughs> but like I couldn't go to this car accident. I yeah. couldn't walk. Mm. Ac- I could go to Mount Everest, but I couldn't walk across the street. Right. Yeah. So it was this really hard moment for me, like, who am I? Yeah. I'm a big people pleaser is what I found. Um, and so that's partly what the song is about as well. I started becoming a huge people pleaser. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of realizing, like, the people we were when we were married are not—we've we, just changed. We've, we've like, morphed. We've kind of, like, transitioned into, like, a newer part—or not a newer part of life, but, like, a, yeah, a different section of life. And, yeah, the, the adventure aspect has kind of changed. And as life has brought um, new challenges, anxieties have come with those challenges and working through those anxieties. Um, this song is kind of about that. Yeah. Almost like a catharsis, like a personal, like a, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. 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 I feel that. Let me take a breath. Yeah, right. In song form. In song form. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, um, it's cool that you say that. I think the song itself like has a breathing quality to it when you just listen to it. You know, it feels like it feels very human. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I I guess we'll dive into that right now. Um, I think we should go ahead and break down the different instrumental chunks of the song. Awesome. Um, I love the scene that y'all painted in your lives and kind of where you were at in your headspace. And so I want to see how you got that across musically. Um, and then we'll hop back to the lyrics. So we'll go ahead and start with the guitar. Um, it isn't the first sound you hear at the beginning of the song, but I think it's the instrument that sets the tone mm-hmm. for kind of the whole song. Um, you know, it really has that campfire feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's very rhythmic, but like soothing. You know, it, mm-hmm. it like paints a nice bed for mm-hmm. everything else to shine on top of it. Tell me a little bit about how you crafted that acoustic guitar to fit that vibe. Mm-hmm. I I just bought this old um, arch top acoustic um it's from the 40s i'd found it i'd found it on reverb.com and uh i'd been wanting like a smaller body guitar and so i found it online and had been messing around with it and you know just kind of in our living room and stuff and this was kind of one of the first songs i had kind of experimented using it and uh, it turned out really great and i uh you know i i think i had like a high capo on it and uh, i really love the sound of like um like guitars that are high capoed and like that have a little bit it brings out more of the rhythmic nature of it It doesn't it's not bassy it doesn't have like a bassy resonance but it kind of um it it sort of it sits kind of right below the vocals Uh, and it also makes it more comfortable to play it and sing along with and that's something i try to do when i'm making some of our songs is like okay can i capture it in a way that i would play it the same like live and in the recording. I think that's really an important distinction. Um, Cause I mean, like when I said I, I was listening to it and it felt like a campfire song almost, yeah. you know, like you're singing it and, and you kind of get that nature feel and like you're in a zone of just like playing yeah. the music and hearing it at the same yeah. time and singing it and like being, yeah, like, like getting that live aspect across. Yeah. And, and, you know, Kristen's singing most of that song, but like, that's like, I want to play it. I wanted to play it exactly like we were just sitting around writing it um, and I could have done like a bunch of crazy intricate guitar stuff and I was like no let's just keep it simple yeah the next thing I want to talk about is the first sound that you do here when the song starts and it's these like really spacey trancey yeah. like O's yeah and it fills out the whole sound um, it fills out the whole song <laughs> It feels like Howling Wolf almost is mm-hmm. like the vibe I was getting from it. I think actually the vocals on this song, we recorded them at the same time. You know, some people will like isolate vocals and do one person doing the whole song by themselves and the other person. Sure. But I think we just sat in separate parts of the room. and We just, looked at each other. Yeah, we kind of sat opposite of each other. Yeah, we, we, put, we pointed the nulls of the mics towards each other and like 
so that there wouldn't be much bleed, which there is a little bit, but you can't. But really I tell. like the bleed. If you can hear it, there's yeah. a there's a really quiet but you but you in the background of those O's, yeah. and that's because we were singing over the chorus. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's actually the bleed, it, but I love it. It's my one of my favorite parts about the song. Or was it the verse? It might have been the verse. But you, oh, yeah. but you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's actually, you can hear the, but yeah, if you're listening on headphones, you can hear. Head, I can hear it, yeah. Yeah, you can hear headphone bleed into the mic. And we, I was like, man, maybe we should redo that after we did it. And then realized once I had been adding some effects later, like, Wow, man, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And we were not, like, I would normally hate headphone bleed, but it sounded super cool. I really liked it in this song. <laughs> so, so I told him to keep it. Yeah. But, so, and then the way the executive I, decision. Yeah, yeah. She is the boss. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, and then I just reamped the, um, I reamped the vocals into a guitar amp with the reverb all the way up and the tremolo, like depth pretty high. To give it that one, 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 yeah. one, one. Yeah. Yeah. And just so, and then it's kind of, it takes it into like a vocal thing, but kind of like an ethereal vocal thing. Yeah, it creates like a cave vibe almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have the campfire for the guitar, but it's like not a campfire in an open field. It's like a campfire in like a cave. Yeah, there right. you go. Like, oh, I guess. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, so I think an instrument that doesn't pop out as much in the sound, but is definitely very essential, is the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bass, when I hear it, it reminded me a lot of just like an instrumental quartet. Mm-hmm. You know, just like very yeah. like basic on on the rhythms that it hits, not super syncopated, but but plays off of the chords that you're playing on yeah. the guitar um, and helps that like lower end of the song fill out. There's something I love in songs when um, there's a surprising moment early on of like instruments coming in at a uh, unpredictable spot. Mm-hmm. And so there's a spot, yeah, the bass first enters in um, with that, with the bass, and then the uh, electric, I think it's like a chromatic little boom, boom, boom uh, at the beginning. And I thought that'd be a really cool way to, cause it's so easy sometimes to pull in instruments at like very defining downbeats of sections. But I was like, man, this would be such a cool pickup note into the next section. And so it's one of those moments where like you do a mistake and the mistake ends up being like better than your planned out idea. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened when the bass first enters. And, uh, but yeah, I think I was using, I was using like a P bass with a pick and I think it was flat wound strings, uh, which I've been really getting into like flat wound strings on bass and, uh, Compared to what? I mean, there's, what are the other? there's like round wound strings on a bass, and they're like really bright, and you can hear like the um, string noise when you move your hand. And so flat ones, it's got kind of more of an upright. Like if you play an upright bass, you don't hear the or like the when you move your hand. And so yeah, that's <laughs> the, yeah right. That's the sound that I was trying to describe. I guess yeah, it definitely sounded like an upright bass. Yeah, which is cool. So, yeah, and so I kind of wanted to. Um, After that moment, yeah. Guess what Andrew had to have. What? Yeah, yeah. An upright bass. An upright oh, yeah. bass. So now we have that in our bedroom. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you will be hearing that later yeah. in our stuff. Yeah, some songs in the future, a little upright bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so great. It is very it's great. So great. <laughs> uh, and I love like using virtual instruments or like plugins and like upright bass is one of those things. You just have to have an upright bass. So yeah. <laughs> that'll be in the future. Slap that onto a sticker. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's y'all's new motto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have it. So you mentioned that the bass and the electric guitar sort of come in at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked the sound you had for the electric guitar. It was really washy, um, really distorted. 
Yeah, it was one of those songs I definitely never would have planned to even probably play electric. And then I kind of just started messing around and played through the song a couple times with it. And I was like, it just needed a few embellishments like here and there to kind of bring the listener uh, into a space of the song. And uh, I don't know, like there's moments where I'm like, man, I could add this track. Is it going to be distracting or is it going to be uh, like... What's the word helpful. I'm looking for? Helpful. Mm. I wanted to say that was very helpful. Sub, sub, Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, Meta. helpful. Is it going to be helpful or is it going to be distracting? And yeah, the electric was kind of one of those like, uh, it's not like a core part. Like you could probably have the song without the electric and be fine. Sure. Um, but yeah, just some embellishments and some moments here and there. And then there's kind of like a faux electric solo and like a little short instrumental thing that 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 I loved playing that that was like that's definitely where the electric kind of comes out to to play a little bit bringing it back to your mental roots a little yeah. bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes yeah. the next instrument i wanted to talk about is the e piano so your whirly oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the electric piano you know i think that's another one of those instruments that could get lost a little bit in the sound if you're not really listening for it but when i heard it um you know i I keep painting this picture of the campfire and the mm -hmm. cave or whatever. The e-piano kind of reminded me of like raindrops. It was kind of like the pitter patter, yeah, yes. you know, and especially cause you have this nice echo on it. Yes. You play a note and it goes gung, 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 you know? Yeah. And so it just, it felt very, um, very light. Yeah, the electric piano and the guitar, like almost, and I think I even mixed them in a similar way that they were like pretty much in the same uh, balance in the entire mix. Like they kind of sat back and then they would kind of poke out just little tiny moments when they needed to, when there was a little bit of silence yeah. in, the, in the vocals. Um, and I think I, and I also wanted to do them, and I love, I love having electric pianos like spread stereo wide, like all the way hard left and right to kind of bring that like auto panning feel but also just create that stereo image that's really nice because there's a there's you know when you listen to a song on in your car or you know on your laptop you're like oh that's cool and then you put headphones on you're like oh man this song is way better with headphones like i want the song to be experienced in different ways anytime i mix a song it's like that like i want it to have one experience in the car and a different experience with headphones so you get those little headphone nuggets i like to call them headphone nuggets yes those are good they're tasty <laughs> they're tasty very tasty <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think headphone nuggets, um, <laughs> I, they, you know, I, I think it's, it's important for a song to be experienced in different ways. And I think it's cool that you look for that. You know, sometimes you're feeling a song in headphones, but other times you really want to blast it on the speakers, yes. you know, and, yes. and there are, there's a different feel for both. One's mm -hmm. like really personal. The other one is very immersive in a different kind of way. Try to definitely be, you know, uh, Cognizant? Cognizant? Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that a word? That's a word. That is definitely a word. Cognizant. Yeah, I like of, that word. Uh, <laughs> cognitive? Uh, but uh, yeah, of, of what's going to best suit um, the style of, you know, whatever song we're working on. Cool. Definitely. Okay, so I think the last instrument that we need to touch is the one that just fills out the sound the most, I think, is the drums and the percussion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love... 
the surprise feel of them. You would mm-hmm. not think those kind of drums are going to come in on this song, but they're very tribal. They're very, I don't know, like resonant, very they're, like booming. They're more, yeah, they're more than you would want. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes I listen back to him like, man, was it too much? Like, was there too much drums? I just love drums. I started playing drums before I played anything else. So I always have a little bit more of a, like, uh, disposition to drums being louder in the mix. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I don't know. It was just, no, nothing really more, nothing more than just being like, this is cool. Let's make them loud, louder than (laughs) you would normally want them to be. Any reasoning behind, like the tribal feel i mean because it definitely feels very like yeah you know i don't know yeah i don't know no it was more of just like that sounds good let's stick with that sometimes those choices are the best ones too you know you know you do uh, for me i do drums early on and so sometimes you know i'll do them and then be like "Hmm, okay well we're sticking with that that's kind of our option there so uh yeah i really like the way that the song kind of presents a feel, mm-hmm. but it shows y'all's artistic direction too. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that you kept adding things and you're just like, oh, well, this isn't really what I imagined the song was going to sound like, but it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still think it came out like a holistic song. It doesn't feel like there's too much going on. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good representation of like that first step is like, okay, we're going to actually do this. Like what is going to come out of this project of us yeah. putting mm-hmm. our heads together. Um, and I don't know. I think it's a cool expression um, musically. Yeah. And so now I'm interested in hearing how it expresses y'all's like relationship and everything on a lyrical side. Mm-hmm. So Kristen, this is your time. <laughs> yes. Your time to shine. Yeah. Yes. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's dive into the lyrics a little bit. Um, so yeah, I feel like the whole song is just a big conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier, it feels like you're both talking to each other through the music. And you obviously start singing first, Kristen. Um, so tell me a little bit about this first refrain, like your first verse here. Rather hide from the news of the storm, no risk, no reward. But you, but Reckless and strong, my heart wants to please everyone but you, but you. I feel like Andrew's been a part of my life for about half of my life now. So a lot of it does tie back to him because he's been such an influential part of my life. Um, And we've grown up together, like high school kids to now parents of four trying to do this, you know, big thing that feels really adult and scary. Um, but I think when I was in high school, I was this big sassy teenager hmm. that was ready to just tell everyone how everything was. I think you wore a shirt in high school that literally it had words on it said, I'm a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, like, not even a, those, yeah. I'm barely a redhead. <laughs> like, but I'm I was, spirit. Yeah. yeah. I was willing like to like, a, just tell everybody how it was. Like a hot and, topic shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, 
And so I was really adventurous, really sassy, ready to just take on the world. And I think as I as I started getting into the real world, I started realizing this is really hard. And um, I think I always struggled with anxiety, but it started coming out in different ways with relational conflict and um, just life circumstances that did not go the way that I planned them um, and having anxiety from that. And then also just being a brand new mom that was really young in a world where you need to have your whole life mapped out before you have a kid. Sure. Like, whoops, didn't do that. Um, And here I am married to my high school sweetheart trying to raise a baby and I want to have more. So that's really, I'm trying to like figure out, you know, at the time how to reconcile all of this Um, you know, so I think I fell into people pleasing a lot, fell into trying to be perfect and trying to be what everyone else wanted me to be, what society wanted me to be when I actually didn't align with that. And I think that's okay now, but this song kind of shows that I was working through a lot of that stuff. Um, who am I really, um, I think that I always was proud that I was really adventurous. And like I said, I went to the base camp of Mount Everest, like loved traveling, loved hiking, loved going to the edge of whatever I could go to. Sure. Um, And in a different way, Andrew likes to do that, but not in like a hiking, traveling way, but in like a social way. He is the same no matter what context we're in. We could be with two completely different people. And he will be the same person where I will read the room and try to be who that person wants me to be. Mm. And so Andrew's really adventurous in that way. Like he's just himself and it drives me nuts sometimes. I'm like, you can't do that in front of this person, but he will because it, it's Andrew. Yeah, I'll do something in like in front of a group of people and she'll be like, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh my God. Like, sorry. It's like, oh no. Yeah. yeah. Here comes the talk. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel that. Um, I'm very much the same way, Andrew, so I, I understand. Pound Boom, it. pound it. Yeah. Um, so break me, let's break down some of those specific, I don't know, moments. I feel like there were a lot of very like descriptive images. Why don't you go ahead and just walk me through each of those points that you feel are the strongest throughout this, you know, throughout this song? Yeah. Climb a tree. Don't come home, it's all talk and screams and noise, but you, but you. Um, literally, Andrew was scared to climb trees when I first met him. And here I was like, what? You're scared? Like, go climb a tree. We're going to go climb a tree today. So we actually hmm. climbed to the very top of this like massive tree. It was actually Peace Park. Yeah, oh, Peace Park. Right we climbed to the cool. top of that tree, probably. Which is like a block away from here, yeah? Literally a block away. Yeah. yeah. And he did it, and he was really scared the whole time, really scared to get down. Um, but I was like, do it. Don't even think about it. Oh, man, I was and so scared. And <laughs> he went to Ireland um, just with a backpack and a guitar for an entire summer and busked on the streets of Ireland um, for money. Wow. <laughs> and paid his way through Ireland through that. That's actually super cool. And yeah. he called me one time well, and we were dating and he came home or I mean, he called me from Ireland and he said like, I'm really scared. I want to come home. And I said, don't you dare come home. You stick it out, you know, 
But here I was in the comfort of my own home saying, you better not come home. You better climb this tree. Um, And that's why the next verse says it's all talk and screams and noise, because it was kind of there. I was saying all these things to drown out the fact that I had my own fears that were scaring me to death. So that's why the lyrics always come back to, but you, but you, um, Mm -hmm. you are different. Um, but then I think as the song evolved, we realized that I push him and he pushes me in ways that are scary for both of us, but they're good for both of us. Definitely. Um, and so Andrew, so then you come in and harmonize, Mm -hmm. um, over Kristen's vocals, Don't call me full of adventure, I tricked you, you are the brave one, it's true, don't call me saint, I'm a sinner, I tricked you. You are the bold one that's not new. And it kind of comes back to the musical aspect, too. I love bringing harmonies in and choruses. It's kind of a staple thing. Like, it just kind of lifts the song a little bit. So that was one aspect in my mind of, like, let's just throw some harmonies on the chorus. Well, but yeah. also, like, but, yeah. you're saint, I'm a sinner. That yeah. was your line, actually. Mm-hmm. Don't call me saint, I'm a sinner. Yeah, that was, like... Don't call me Andrew a saint. I'm a, I'm actually a sinner. So that's why the song we started talking to each other, kind of what you said, it was more yeah. like a conversation. So I said, don't call me full of adventure. I tricked you. Mm-hmm. You are the brave one. He was willing to just run across the street into danger. But then we kind of realized throughout our marriage, Andrew seemed like this really awesome person. Um, and he will to anybody. Like he's this really happy go lucky, but there's a lot of depth to Andrew that I know um, Only Kristen one. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was his line saying to me, don't call me saint. I'm a sinner. And we have a lot of uh, kind of religious background in that where we kind of came from, you know, that saint sinner kind of talk. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're, we're bringing the, that kind of angst to this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. The re- religious angst is very relatable. <laughs> yeah, yes. Man. Everybody's yes. felt it at some point. Totally. Um, and so he was kind of saying that to me. Um, so he's saying, I kind of tricked you. I, I seem like this really moral, great person Mm. and I'm not, and I knew that, but it's kind of him telling me that. And I think he knew that I wasn't all adventurous. Like I was saying that I was, it's kind of like this whole thought of like, we come across as these certain people, but there's depths of everyone that shows something a little different. Last thing about the lyrics So you draw from a lot of personal places, Mm -hmm. clearly, for your lyrics. It's all about each other. How do you feel like you are able to turn those lyrics into something relatable for an audience to enjoy? You know, because I feel like sometimes when ideas are too personal, they almost become unrelatable. Yeah, Um, like like the inside joke that no one else understands. Yeah, right. Exactly. So how do you how do you keep it? honest and faithful to yourselves and to the music you want to make, but also keeping in mind, like, okay, people need to listen to this. Like, how do we, how do we balance that? I think we realize that relationships are hard and 
we know that other people have probably gone through similar relational discord or even internal, I'm not who I appear to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, that's something that I've always felt pretty passionate about is relating to other people. And so I think that comes out in the songwriting of, I've heard these stories, yeah. you know, I've met with a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that have similar stories. And so it comes from a place of knowing, um, at least the people that I know struggle with these same things. And so I think that's always kind of at the back of our minds of other stories come to mind whenever I sing this song of good friends or, um, things like that. I think what I want to do with this song is call people out to be vulnerable, that Mm. like you will be met with love and compassion. But I think a lot of people think being vulnerable is too scary, but I'm kind of going out on a limb before anybody else, you know, and not before a lot of people have been vulnerable, Sure. but like in my life, I want to be the first person to go out on that limb to say like, this is where we are and it's hard. And then like come out with us, come out with us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to be vulnerable. I'll go there first. So right. that's not as scary especially, for you. Especially, I don't know, and just being relevant of the times, we're on a very like, uh, you know, socially tense. Turbulent, yeah. Tur- turbulently mm-hmm. tense yeah. Uh, environment. And uh, I think it kind of is rooted in, you know, people have been so used to putting on a happy face and showing their good side and... Um, I don't know. I think culture is begging for us to say, let's just be who we are. Let's let's show the world who I actually am with my flaws, with my uh, mistakes. Um, yeah, definitely. There's grace in that. Now that it's out there and people have been listening to it, how do you feel like it did for y'all? You know, like yeah. the numbers don't really matter, like how many plays, yeah. but more like for y'all, like, do you feel like it was the perfect, you know, first song for the January Lanterns. It is. It's funny because you mentioned numbers. It's so easy as a musician to get caught up in like, how do the numbers look? How do they, like, is it crunching? Is this worth our time? Like, I always come back to, it is 100% worth our time, whether we have one monthly listener or one million monthly listeners Mm -hmm. on Spotify, you know, like, it always comes back to, and, and with this project, this project has not been about like, um, fame or uh, exposure. It's literally just, it's a memoir of Kristen and I's life and our past and where we, you know, want to be. Inviting other people in and saying like, join us and talking about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically like, you know, maybe even people that are in our same boat, like it's okay that you're not okay. It's okay that your marriage is failing. It's okay that parenting is hard. It's okay that your plans didn't work out. It's yeah, this is, this project's an invitation to people to, for people to be vulnerable. And that's, that's the number that matters the most, not plays, but you know, plays never hurt. (laughs) Yeah, plays do not hurt. (laughs) But I would say that we've had a lot of messages sent to, you know, text messages or sent to our Facebook, like, thank you for sharing this. And we've had a lot of people be like, my marriage is failing. Like, what do I do? You wrote a song about it. Wow. Maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh. Um, but we felt really, really happy about that, that like people are really connecting on a personal level with um, the songs that we've written. So, yeah, well, that's wonderful. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you're connecting with people because that's really what matters is yeah. having mm-hmm. your music speak to people in some yeah. kind of way. So. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I guess I just want to say thank you for coming on. I feel like we really broke down this song and got all the aspects of it. I mean, you know, I, I feel like we always come out of these looking at songs a little differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely looking at this song differently, and I appreciate yeah. that. So tell me, where can people find I'd Rather Hide? Yeah, um, you can find it on um, Spotify. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can Apple find Music. It on Apple Music. Um, Amazon, Google Play, any, really anywhere. Anywhere where all, music is available. Yeah, yes. all of the places. Right. Cool. Well, wonderful. Um, you know, I I hope that after listening to this, you know, people people dive into your discography, and I'm excited to see what you guys do next. Um, so thank you guys for coming on the show. And yeah, yeah and then that's... Thank you That's so much it. for having us. Thank you, we Daniel. are really appreciative to this yes. podcast. We think it's adding a lot to our community yeah. with local musicians. And we think that it's not just noise. It is really valuable yes. for our community. So yeah. thank you so much. Well, uh, Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And now here's the January Lanterns track, I'd Rather Hide. It's true.
You've been listening to The Breakdown with Daniel Litwin. See you next time.